Hello, friends. It's here. It's my favorite time of the year. Not only do we get to see collective permission to be with the ones that we love, to be with those we cherish, to do extra celebrating, to connect with people that we haven't been connecting with or we've only seen on the fly. We send holiday cards or we make sure we grab coffees and other opportunities to reach out. And I love that. Connection is so important. The second reason that I love the season and this month in particular is because there's also the time to take a break, to take a pause, even just for a moment after the holiday, regardless of what it is that you celebrate, if you celebrate anything. But before we leave the year gone by and move on into the new year, there's this time where it's understood where we we pause and we reflect and we recharge and reset. It can be really easy to storm out of this past year and miss celebrating and acknowledging the treasure troves of lessons and the gold. But when we take a pause, oh boy, there is some rich, rich stuff to find and uncover. Today, I'm going to share a practice with you that has helped me for years to grow in every category of my life. It's one I use with my clients. Never has someone done this and not left with some significant wisdom and pearls of what exactly to catch and bring into the new year along with what it is that they want to release and bury. And it's this step that you must do before you move on to the year ahead. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. What I am profoundly aware of is that there have been many times in my life where I have been ill-informed or I've held beliefs I thought were facts and simply been wrong. There are many examples. I can give a few. Age, I would for a long time thought that when you hit a magical age, you're going to have it all together, that you'll be happy and you'll be wise. How off is that, right? That was just something I believed for years and I kept waiting for it all to come together and I judged myself and was disappointed when it didn't. Now I know that wisdom isn't just something that arrives based on a time or an individual's age or when some external situation has aligned. It's a product of deliberate pursuit to know and grow yourself and to learn from the setbacks as much as the wins. Okay, so I was so off on age. That was just, I don't know where I got that premise or thought, but I was really wrong and and that didn't serve me. Success is another one. I used to define it as accomplishing certain things. I lived with the belief and again, disappointment for a long time that if I held a certain position, I'd feel successful. If I earned a certain amount of money, I'd be and feel successful. If I made certain people happy, then I could be and would be successful. I couldn't have been more wrong. 
right? Success is an inside out job. And those who I consider successful today don't look like the people I used to think were successful in the past, right? Those today that I consider successful are those who feel good in themselves, who have both a confidence in themselves as well as a humility, a willingness to forgive themselves. And what comes along with that is that a more robust willingness or ability to love and to receive love. And ultimately, that's where it's at. And what the you know the result or the product of that is that they're also the most influential and generous and impactful in the world. So that's how I measure success today. Motherhood, oh, where do I begin with the mistakes and the judgments I had there? One of them was that I always thought 20 years ago that you just, you did certain things for your children, one of which was that you always breastfed your children. Okay, then I ate crow when I had to stop doing that for my firstborn. So there's way too many places in my life where I have been wrong and been wrong for years of my life. But the point I'm making here is that I couldn't be sharing these with you if I hadn't stopped to reevaluate. And reevaluating is something that's really necessary in our lives. Our old ways are not always our best ways, unless sometimes they are. But we don't know unless we stop to reevaluate. And whether we reevaluate our old ways on a birthday or at the beginning of a new year or after a critical loss of someone we love or after a critical or large life event, it's important that we do so. Otherwise, we can spend years, like I did, making things a lot harder on ourselves, one, and not learning and instead repeating mistakes, repeating things because we are not conscious of what we're doing. We're just, we're just moving so quickly. On the flip side, there are things, our hot dog moments, our five-star moments, which are already there where we already have success formulas, but oftentimes we step over them and we don't take note of what supported us to get to that place. And so we make things a little bit more difficult and we don't amplify ourselves and expand ourselves and step into more of our personal power, which is ultimately our most significant responsibility, I do believe, in my experience in life. So as I said, from experience, it can be really easy to storm into the year ahead without pausing to reflect on the insights that the immediate past holds for us and to skip reevaluating the perspectives that we're holding on to, which in turn determine what actions we take for another year. So we want to, at this time, when there is a collective pause, when we are given permission to recharge, to take a step back so that we can identify consciously what it is that we want to carry with us into the new year, what worked well, and what would be best buried. I call the practice that I'm going to share with you catch and release. The bottom line is that it's helped me, it's helped others know what they want to take with them and what they want to say goodbye to. The exercise is extremely simple, but make sure you don't interpret that as insignificant. It's been responsible for so many life-changing results in personal and professional lives, my own and others, and there's more that I can list. I've added to it just a bit this year, but I hope that you will set aside an hour to sit down and reflect or make a list of the things I'm going to have 
you do. You may even grab a partner. Some people like to grab their spouse or do it with the family. I like to do it on my own first. I like to then share it if it's relatable to my team. I also am going to be taking the exercise with me to our family ski trip this year. So it doesn't matter what age, everybody can participate. And I liken this practice sort of to a compass. If you were in a forest and you had a place that you wanted to get to, you wouldn't just start walking, especially if you had a compass in your pocket, would you? You'd probably take the compass out, you'd see where you currently are and what direction you're currently headed in and what your trajectory is if you keep doing the same. This practice is really a lot like that. It's your compass to take note of where you are, what has worked, if you're on the right trajectory, and maybe there's a tweak to be made, what's not worked, and to provide you with the exact direction to ensure that you're heading in the right one and you can go confidently and provide you more with a roadmap of how to go. Now, there are five parts to creating your catch and release list. The first of these parts is to celebrate your wins. List all of your wins and the things you accomplished and you want to celebrate this year. I personally find it best for this part of the exercise to grab your calendar and go week by week to look at the gatherings you had with friends and family, maybe the projects that you accomplished at work, maybe some things that you did to the house, any experiences that you had. And I say to do this because if you're like me, you may forget all the great moments that you experienced. I did this recently and I I was surprised at what it is and how easy it is for our minds to drop our wins because we don't celebrate them as well as we do those things that we haven't accomplished. I was even using this to go back, as I said, with my team and our business manager reminded me of about seven other things that we had accomplished that I hadn't taken note and celebrated. So I think it's really important to spend more than a day just to celebrate your wins. The other thing I do that I keep in the back of my planners and I have a list of the things I am celebrating as they happen. So it's not just crossing stuff off your list, but it's like your win list so that you make sure that you don't miss. And that's been an easier way for me this year to track what is going well, because what we know is that our thoughts are magnetic and that what we focus on expands. So this is a really important one to go back and it really, it also can take up to 10 minutes. I mean, there's the part of that going through your calendar doesn't need to be that difficult. But you also may even consult other people who might be good reflections of things that you have forgotten. The second part, so that you eventually are able to create this catch and release list, is that you want to acknowledge with grace those mistakes and setbacks and challenges that you had this year. These are the things that didn't go well. Maybe they're the goals that you didn't reach or the projects you didn't finish. Maybe it was something that just didn't go as planned. These can be really difficult to look at. They might even make you want to hurl. I don't know, but stick with me. You'll see why 
you should do them and how they may become actually the best gold for you in being able to design a great year ahead. The thing that we have to acknowledge is that when we have the courage really to face things exactly as they are without any denial or self-deception, then we can grow from our experiences. And that's truly our path to success. That's how it's going to be recognized when we no longer are in denial, when we no longer are in the illusions, but that when we can look at them, just like you would if you're in the forest, let's take note of where we are and know where our trajectory is headed so that we can make adjustments. And that's what this period of reevaluation and pause is all about. The second part, acknowledge with grace your mistakes or your setbacks. Once you've made these two lists, I want you to take a moment and next to each one of the things that you wrote down, identify what insight, what lesson, or what gold has come from that experience. Nothing happens without a purpose. What did you learn from it? You know, maybe it was that you need to ask for more help. Maybe it was that you needed to ask for what it was you wanted. Maybe it was to set bigger boundaries. Maybe it was to delegate or drop more. You know, there's so many different things, but look at what themes you have running next to each win and each setback. What is something that you realize contributed to that? And then you'll be able to take a part of that in some of the steps going forward. The next step, is the fourth step. And this step is just is about forgiveness. Maybe you need to forgive someone. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. But forgiveness is one of those things that allows us to make the space for other things to enter. When we're holding grudges or judgments, they retain and take energy, which depletes us and it only really hurts ourselves. It's poison to us. So what is it that you need to forgive? Who is it that you need to forgive? I've seen people carry bitterness and allow that to impede them for years. And when they finally drop it or release it, there is so much room for extraordinary things to come in. I witness it all of the time. Too often the thing they didn't do, it's sometimes buried inside of what's occupying them or what's sort of driving them. And if they haven't forgiven someone and that that's occupying even unconsciously thoughts and behaviors, it can be a real infringement to being able to move forward and to do so gracefully. The fifth part is to ask yourself what else you have to say goodbye to. What else do you need to say goodbye to? Maybe you're ready to say goodbye to a relationship that isn't serving you or that doesn't bring anything to you. Maybe you're ready to say goodbye to pleasing someone that's just too difficult to please and that it's not your responsibility to please. I did that this year and it was life changing. So be conscious of what it is that you need to say goodbye to. Raise your standards for yourself along with your boundaries of what it is that you expect. There's a person who is saying goodbye to a a marriage because 
she said, I don't want to be loved that way. That's not the way I want to be loved any longer. But it was okay and accepted for a long time. But when she became aware of what needed to be said goodbye to, she could then take the next step when she reevaluated. Maybe you want to uh, say goodbye to control. Control doesn't work. Control, that's something, this illusion that we can control things, control what people think or how we can manipulate them to like us so that we in turn feel worthy enough. That's a twisted and painful game to play. So maybe it's just saying goodbye to control. There's so many things that you can say goodbye to. Those are just some examples. You know what it is. Maybe it's saying goodbye to being a board member of something. You know those things and you know it by the way it makes you feel. Once you've done these five steps, first, let's review. You celebrated your wins. You made a list of your mistakes and your setbacks. And next to each one of those, you wrote something that you're taking from the experience that you learned. Once you've made those lists, and then you've made a list of the things you're, or the people you want to forgive, as well as the things you want to say goodbye to, this is when you can actually make your master list. What is your catch and your release? What are the things that you're catching that are parts of your success formula that bear repeating in the new year that you wouldn't want to miss? You've already, you know, success leaves clues. You've already got and done it, especially at the ripe year that you've been. You've learned a ton. You want to harness the power of that. And I would advise, do it whatever way you want. But sometimes you can do a catch and release list is, is dividing a even just a loose leaf piece of paper on the left, right, what you're going to catch on the right, what you're releasing, what you're going to take into this new year. Maybe it's a great habit that you created this last year. Maybe it's the way that you accomplished your big project. You started to do your most important work for 90 minutes, three days a week this year. And that led to your completing this project successfully. Maybe you asked for what you wanted or you did, like I said, set a new boundary that needed to be set and that worked and that you want to carry into the new year. Things you want to drop. You know, we want to drop things that feel like backpacks that we're carrying. And those, they can range. They can be, you know, this idea that we have to keep working to get better in order to be enough for others or until we're worthy enough, even by our own judgments. Maybe your backpack is the critical voice you have in your head. That's something that you want to release that judgmental, inaccurate one that you have listened to for too long. Another backpack, maybe your fear of something in particular, stuff that hasn't happened, but that you're imagining to be, but that also drains you with worry and anxiety. We have to acknowledge what am I willing and ready to say goodbye to and forgive and put that all summarized on your drop side of the paper. Maybe you're going to carry in being bolder or more honest or getting more help both physical and emotional support. Maybe it's going to be carrying in your mission or your voice to say that this isn't working or setting a new boundary in the home or in the office. One man I spoke to when he reevaluated noticed that everything that was a win for him had other people supporting him. And he caught that he's going to add that to his catch list while he's also going to put on the drop side the belief that he should be able to do it alone. Another woman added to her release list that She's going to stop operating as though it's her responsibility to hold it all together or to manage it all or to get it all done, that that worked for her when she does that. So again, you want to review these five steps, celebrate your wins, acknowledge your mistakes, identify the lessons or the goals within each of those, make a list of the things you're going to forgive and say goodbye to, 
and then summarize and collect those and put the themes and the catch and release list for yourself. The bonus step is to divide that piece of paper and with the side that has all of the things that you want to drop or bury or release this year, cut it off and burn it. Really do a ceremonial goodbye, a good riddance, a dropping to those things. And there before you will sit all of the things that you're taking, your own personal success formula to move into the new year, the things that you've caught. You know, every moment I really train is a moment to reevaluate and to redecide if something's working or not. But certainly once a year is an absolute must. So before you sign off to the past year, thank it for all its messiness, its pleasure. Especially thank it for revealing these things to you about what to carry into the year ahead. Each year ahead is a chance for us to become, to know ourselves better, to grow, to use the power of our words to heal others, to use the power of our thoughts to contribute to those we serve, to help others heal, to use the power of our intentions to change the world. We have so much personal power and and we don't use it all. One of the ways to begin to release it is to evaluate where we're at, to tap into that. My final thought is really a wish for you, and that is to give yourself the gift of a break to recharge. This is an opportunity at this time of year where there's collective permission to take a step back, to dial back. This is the end of a year. It's the end of a cycle. Exhale and pause and restore. I'd like to hear about true warriors. True warriors know how to take a break. They do pause. They reflect. They fill themselves so that they're ready for the next phase. And that time is now. So know that as you take time to do this step, to do this kind of work, to step away from the action of doing or working on you or your career, that you're actually doing the work that you need to tap into your personal power to pursue the best version of you. The pause is a requirement to re-enter the game of life with strength. So celebrate. You made it through the year. There's a lot more to come in the year ahead. So be wise. Stop and enjoy. This is what you work for. Look at your family. Give them an extra hug. Be grateful for this moment in which you're listening here. They will never be here again. Cherish you. Cherish and celebrate all that you've experienced, accomplished, and become. And as always, thank you for listening. We will be in pursuit of an even more evolved and best version of you in the year ahead. I'll be there as your personal support and guide. Happy holidays, no matter what you celebrate. And most importantly, peace to you and your family and all those that you love. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.